Praise ye the Lord. Let's put our hands together and thank God one more time. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is moving in the house here this morning. Amen. And if you have not felt it, uh, amen, it's time for you to tap in it. Somebody ought to set their sail right now for the winds of God is blowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can do better than that. Come on. You're not too tired. You're not worshiped out yet. Glory to God. I love you, Lord. I thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I want to give honor, amen, to your pastor and bishop and uh, bishop's wife and pastor's wife, brother and sister Chuppie spent a, a uh, we just had a wonderful time at our house the other day on his way down to Rochester and Man, I was just so refreshed. I don't know about him, but he just refreshes me. And uh, we just had a great time. Had breakfast together. Then they had to jet down to, to Rochester. And uh, they jetted back here the other night. And it's good to see them. Amen. And God has given them some good news and ways. And I'm thankful for that. God had moved uh, a man one night in our house when they were there. There was a spirit of God that moved. We had a prayer meeting, and I'm talking about a prayer meeting. Every one of us was speaking in other tongues, amen, crying and weeping before God. And God, amen, confirmed some things in the spirit. Hallelujah. And one of the things that was impressed in my soul, and I don't remember everything, but he says, you lift up your head. Ha! For your redemption is drawn nigh. Oh, ye church, lift up your head. Amen. Set your sail. I'm telling you, the winds of God is blowing. Lift up your head, oh, ye people. Oh, hallelujah. God is not far, amen, from you and the prayer that you have prayed. God is about ready, amen, to answer your prayer. But you need to set your sail in the wind. Oh. In Exodus chapter 10, and I didn't give this scripture to the media, but Acts chapter 10, God speaks to Moses. Now, you need to understand the scenario of this. Egypt was in bondage for many, many years. And God finally got the attention of a young man that was born <laughs> in obscurity, in, in, in slavery, and in imprisonment, an environment that is not conducive for revival in our eyes. But church, I'm trying to tell you something here this morning. It was in an environment of the greatest revival that Israel will ever face. And they thought they were in obscurity and they thought that they were in great bondage and slavery but they didn't realize uh, that what God is about to do uh, in that situation, in that environment, uh, that God was going to bring forth uh, a great revival in a nation and begin to set people free through miraculous miracles. 
But we must understand, church of the living God and those that are here visiting, some of those miracles involved some of the winds of God, amen, that brings destruction. Oh, it's all silent here right now. When things are not going well in our life, when things are going sour, when things are going wrong, amen, and the winds that God is blowing, we seem to want to put our sail down and bring our ship into a safe harbor. But you're missing out on the thing of God. You're missing out on the greatest revival and the greatest miracle of the church. Set your sail. Let the wind blow in your sail no matter what it is. Did I get somebody's attention here this morning yet? And God speaks to Moses now. Listen to this. All of Israel thought there was no hope. That they were going to live in that environment uh, from generation to generation. That their children are going to be born in a slave environment. Environment. They thought that they were going to just live in that same. Well, somebody help me here this morning. Some of you are stuck thinking that your destiny is where you live right now. But it. But God says to Moses, he says, you go to Pharaoh. Now, I know Pharaoh's a hard man. And I know Pharaoh's put these people in prison. Well, you go talk to the man. It's time to face up. It's time to look the devil in the eye and say, listen, I got a report from God. I got news for you, devil. The Lord gave me a word, and it is written. My healing is there. My deliverance is there. My answer is there. Amen. You cannot allow your environment to dictate to you the miracle and the future of the church. It took a lot of courage to stand up against the things that you think is impossible. But it's time to man up. It's time to church up. It's time to set your sail in the storm. Because little do you know that storm that comes from the east is your revival. And God says to Moses, as you go up to Pharaoh and you tell him, he says, you let my people go. And Moses just kind of stared him down. He says, son, you've been in my court for a long time. You know I got more power than you. And that is so. But thus saith the Lord. He said, you let me go. You let the church go. You let my children go. You let, mm -mm, somebody help me here today. It says, you may come to me and say, you got more power, but I got God on my side, and I know what God told me. He says, you let it go. Now, now he said, uh, mm. and the Lord says, Moses, you just hang on. And the Bible says that he calls, caused the east wind to blow. And he blew in the locusts and all over the land. Now that included Israel. And sometimes we, we, we just 
run away from the things that God is trying to do and we don't realize what the power and the authority that God has in his hand. We're afraid of the winds of God when they begin to blow across this earth. Ladies and gentlemen, I got news for you. Hey, better buckle your seatbelt and get in the church. Because the winds of God is blowing across this nation. And there's going to be a great devastation. There's going to be fires where there, and, and, and you, you read it in your news. There's people that are devastated. Amen. And it's the wind of God blowing. You're saying that God is so mean and so, no, no, no. You don't understand because when the wind began to blow and the locusts came upon the land, it brought Pharaoh to his knees and he repented. And he says, you go back to your God and tell him, I am sorry that you can let these people go. Do you not understand? Ten, ladies and gentlemen, the winds of God from the east is so devastating, but it brings people to the repentance, and it's the mercy of God. When things do not go right in our life, do you suppose that perhaps maybe God is trying to get our attention? We're not exempt. As long as we're on this earth, we are not in heaven yet. And there are some things in my life says that God's got to get straightened out. Oh, God. And he's going to send an east wind. And it begins to blow. Brother Doug... And we're hanging on for dear life, wondering where God is. God, help me. God, stop this wind. But you don't realize it's that wind that brings forth revival. It is that wind that releases you from the torment of hell. It is that wind, even though it brings a destruction, even though it brings the locust brother Matt, and it destroys every hope and every dream you have. It takes everything away from you, and we sometimes turn away from God, but we need to run to God and keep our sails up and let the wind blow. This ship called the church is made to endure the winds of God. He took it through the flood. Now catch this. Noah was not exempt of the storm, but he was warned that it could happen. And he says, you make perpetual. You prepare for the storm, church. It may take us a lifetime to prepare for what God is trying to do, but if we get it right, you're going to see a revival that's unprecedented. And sometimes you may have to suffer. But listen, this, this ship called the gospel ship, if you set the stale in the storm and the wind, it will take you to the other side. You will be safe and you will see a revival. And the locusts took everything away. Everything. Now, I know this, this is an old-fashioned message, church. But sometimes it takes everything away from you to bring you to your place of repentance. 
I perceive that some of us that came into the church found that place of repentance, of sorrow, of grief, but then things were going well. And all of a sudden we put it on co-pilot. We just kind of cruise along. And Lord, don't let the wind blow. Don't disturb this thing that I've got going on right now. And our approach to God sometimes becomes so casual. And we become like gods ourselves because we know more now. And all of a sudden, we could be lost. But it's the mercies of God when the wind of the east begins to blow and begins to take our stuff away. It begins to realize that God is bigger than me. And I need him. I don't need the stuff. I want the stuff. But I need God. I don't know why I'm preaching this. I just got to stop here and kind of regroup in my spirit right now. Sometimes God has a way to bring us to repentance. To where we get our arrogance and our pride out of the way because our pride cannot take us to heaven. And our arrogance. You see the thing is, is here's what happened to, to, um, to the disciples you see, they went and did things that they knew that was going to be successful in their life. So when Jesus was out of the picture, they, they, they lost hope. They, they, they weren't successful in that. They, they could not control that. No, I'm preaching to somebody here today. So you know what they went back to? They went back to the things that they knew how to do well, that they would have success in always. Even when the storm came, they were able to overcome that. And they went back fishing in the ship. And, they, and, and it is how interesting God is and his mercy. And they fished all night. And guess what? They weren't successful. And sometimes God brings us down to the place where everything we do comes falling apart. Because we know how to do it so well. And that's where the wind begins to blow. And we curse God. And we walk away from God. Now, what it is, is that's the greatest revival in your life. You see, a ship, a sailing ship is made to withstand the winds if it's built right. And that's why God told Moses, or Noah, he says, you build this ship. Now, there's going to be a storm coming. But you do it right. You build it right. And it's not according to your specification. In fact, Noah, now listen to this. You don't know how to do it, but I will guide you every step. I'll guide you every step of the way. <laughs> and if you get this step right, I will move you on to the next because it's not in your ability and it's not in your know-how. And it's, oh, somebody help me here today. And it's not in your power. You see, God is going to send a wind and it's going to change this world and it's going to turn it upside down. You got a taste of it a couple of years ago where it shut down our whole community and it was just a little bit of the wind. And you see it where there's wars now on the borders of Europe and there's thousands Thousands of hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people are dying for no reason because of the arrogance of man. Right. Right. Hallelujah. 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 
wins. Well, here's, I, I need to just stop and kind of give you this too. I feel like this in the Lord. See, we're fix-its. Especially men, we can fix things. And so when, when the wind begins to blow, when a storm begins to rise up and things begin to happen in other people's lives, especially our families' lives and everything, instead of letting God take them in the wind of what he's trying to do, we come alongside and try to fix it. And we try to put the vengeance in our hands. And we choose a side and we try to fix this thing. And all along, what God is trying to do is bring mercy to somebody. And you know what? It's so sad because when God does that, sir, there's other people affected by it and they're hurt by it because you are not allowing God. Other people suffer and that's what, that, and you find that perfect example with Pharaoh. Selfishness. See a sailing ship. Man, I've seen a picture. You'll see this. I've seen a photo of a man. Had all the sails up in the sailing ship. And I, I've been in a storm, I've been in high winds on, on the ocean, I've been in high winds in a little boat on a lake, and it's just, it's so interesting about storms and wind. Wind, wind is so fearful. It, it just brings, it brings fear, it, brings, it just brings this tenseness, but it's excitement at the same time. It's so cool. It's, it's just like, this is a challenge. Just to me, anyway, to boys. Boys are that way, you know. And, and, and boys, isn't that that way? Wasn't that cool when we were like out in the canoes and we, we didn't know if we were going to live or not? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, man, one of them jumped in my boat. I said, paddle, son, paddle. <laughs> I mean, the wind got a hold of us. I mean, there was white caps. We were going... Like this, and I mean, I mean, I was the ugliest person that weekend. <laughs> I mean, you didn't want to be around me. You just talked to Brother Shane and Brother Jay, and now, you know, like Brother Travers knows all about it. There was talk about that last night around the campfire. Like, he had to bring that up. It was like over with, like you know, a year already. And he goes, "Hey, Brother Jones, where's the matches? You got matches in your pocket? Well, you don't know nothing about that. And I'm not going to tell you." But it was all because of the winds were blowing so hard and so fierce that somebody could die out there. But not on my watch. But yet the excitement of it all. So, you know, the, the winds of God are, are fearful. But they're exciting at the same time. But what's so cool about God, church, I'm trying to tell you something. When you set your sail and let the wind blow in, then let the winds of God and you embrace that, there's safety also. So now you get, you get this fierceness and this excitement. And then you get this safety all at the same time. All these emotions, it's like going to McDonald's and getting a Happy Meal. I have never been to McDonald's and got a Happy Meal. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> there we go. It, it, it's because you understand 
that if I set my sail and allow God to do what he does, it fills my sail and, 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 I'm in, and, and I am built, I am built, God builds the church, God builds you to withstand those things and I am doing exactly what I'm built for is to endure, amen, is to, to, to let God blow in my life, amen, and take me where he wants me to take and it's fearful and it's scary but it's exciting and it's safe if you know what God wants to do. You see a wind when it, oh, well, let me talk about this ship. So I've seen this, this picture. Brother Pete, I just want to compliment you first of all. Thank you for that teaching. Man, that was some of the best teaching I've ever heard. That, that was just so great. It's so needful. It was so good. I told his wife as soon as, as soon as he said amen, I go, man, I'm glad he taught. It was so good. She just gave me a little smile. like. And I'd seen this picture. i actually seen a little video clip of this. And he was talking about this. He says I, I, he chose the right sailing ship. It was a sailing ship. And he was going to Greece. And there wasn't much, not much of a wind. And they were kind of like disappointed with that. And I'd and I seen it. And it was, the, the water was calm. And I'm thinking, this is cool. It's calm. Why are you all upset? It's beautiful. But it's not going anywhere. That's not what it was made for. And, and then all of a sudden, pretty soon, he says, and, and it said the wind began to come up, and it was like about 10 knots. And he was really, I don't know what 10 knots is. I don't know. It's like 10 knots on a rope. I have no idea what that is, you know. But all I know is like he was like scurrying around and he was setting his sail and he got about, about three quarters of his sail up and, and he's got a little smile on his face and there's a chop on the water and the boat's going like this. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? You think that's fun? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to get to shore when that happens. He's got this big smile on his face. And then it went to 17 knots, which I guess is pe that's pretty fast. And, and all of a sudden, he puts the big sail up, and he's got all the sail. And then and he, and the water's, and his face, and he's got this great smile on his face, and he's like rocking, and he's splashing down. And then, this, and then not only that, but, but there's a kilter on the ship, and the wind takes it and turns it at a 45-degree angle. And he's got the greatest smile on his face. Because now the ship is doing what it was made for. You talk about scary, but he wasn't scared. He says, I let the wind blow in my sail. Let the winds blow in your sail. So I'm going to end it with this. So the locust, the east wind came. And it destroyed all the land. And, and Pharaoh repented, changed his attitude. That's the mercy of God. And then he sent another wind. 
And he took another wind and he blew all that destruction away. But you see, if you didn't have your sail up, you wouldn't get the blessings of God. Because the same, it's the same wind. You see, here's the deal with the wind. And I've experienced this and so have you. I've had tornadoes come by through my, my house. It took just down my neighbor's house, took the roof off their house and so forth. I get excited about that, but I'm, I'm fearful at the same time. Not that the roof is gone, but. Man, when the siren goes, I'm outside. My wife's running down in the basement. Honey, get down in the basement. I said, are you kidding me? I'm not going to miss this. <laughs> Dangerous, yes. Fearful, yes. But exciting, yes. Some of you, are, is anybody on board with me on that a little bit? Just a little bit. I don't want, you know, like, okay, there's a few, few good people in the room. <laughs> and so I'm standing all in the garage. <laughs> You know, and I'm watching in it, and it's, it's getting dark, and the wind is just like the trees are going like this. Oh, that is so cool. If one of them just broke like that, that would be so neat. <laughs> as long as it didn't fall on me, you know. And, but, it, of course, it's never going to happen. Because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm just going to embrace. This is going to be the coolest experience. And a neighbor comes by, and he's, he comes walking over by my, and we're standing in the garage talking, and we're talking like, like nothing's going on. And we're thinking, I'm watching the weather, you know, and I go, I hope that tornado comes through here, you know, and we're thinking, you know, cool, you know. And all of a sudden, it got real quiet. Silence. I go, here it comes. We waited. Sky parted a little bit. It was over with, man. We're so bummed out. We just like. <laughs> so about, about an hour later, another neighbor comes out and he goes, hey, Dale, did you see that? It says, see what? It says a tornado went right past your house and the behind the house. <laughs> I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> I missed it. I was so mad. It was the craziest thing. He said, man, I got pictures. You should have seen it. It was like, it was like I mean, I'm serious. It was like from here to the driveway away. I mean, it was that close. I said, how did I miss that next time, okay? I'll, I'll call you up. <laughs> and it did, take, it did take the neighbor's house about, about a half a mile down. It took the garage and lifted the, the roof off. Well, here's what I'm trying to tell you is that when it was all said and done, <clears throat> it took things away. It just took things away. But at my house, it left things. And I, I, got, I got this, this brand, new, brand new cover for my grill. I never had a cover for my grill. <laughs> Ain't that right? It said, it's sitting in my yard. There it is. I mean, it's so cool. It fit my grill, but I felt kind of bad about it. So I'm walking around. I got this, this cover. This is a big cover. I got, I'm walking down there. Everybody lose the cover. You know, and I'm looking, and there's, and there's a, what do you call those big trampolines? It's laying out in the road. Oh, somebody left that over there, you know. And, and, and there's things that posit everywhere. And people are missing things, but other people are gaining things. All because of a wind. What I'm trying to say to the church 
This church is made to set its sail. It's made for the high winds. It's going to endure. It's going to, it, and it, it, it tested the time already. And when Noah got out of the ark, amen, and right before he got out, it was a storm going on. But you know what God did? He says, but I sent another wind. And he says, and he moved the water and the dry land came. It was the same wind, but it did something different. I'm here to tell you, you got to embrace it. You got to set your sail. It don't matter how bad it's going, how difficult it is. Don't pull your sail down. Don't leave the church. Don't get discouraged. Set your sail in the wind. Let's stand to our feet. Let's lift up our hands. Let's thank him right now. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. Let's love him. Come on, come on, set your sail, set your sail. Don't put your ship in a safe harbor, set your sail. You see, God wants to expand your territory. He wants to change the land in which we live. He wants to move you like you've never been moved before. But it may take an east wind to take some things away from you for you to expand your horizon of who God is. Zechariah tells us this. Well, first Zephaniah warns us, and he warns of this great destruction that's going to come. You can read about it in chapter 3 of, of Zephaniah. Zephaniah. But he talks about this greatness of God that's going to, to keep the church. But he's going to send a destruction. Now listen, we get this all mixed up, these prophecy teachers. When God sends the, 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 this wrath, it's mercy. It's not judgment. That's right. Judgment is at the throne. But it's going to take a great destruction to bring people to their knees. And it's God's mercy when the, when the, wrath, the wrath of God is being poured out. It's not him judging. Bring people to him. And he's going to do everything he can. And some of you in this room are going to stop right now. Things are not going well in your life. But that's the mercies of God to bring you to him. It's not judgment. He's not judging you because you, you think you're a bad person or you did bad things. It's the mercy of God that's bringing you to a place. Please turn to God. Don't let that wrath that 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 ugliness drive you to your and thinking that's your future that's not your future but it's God saying come for I got the ship that will withstand every storm come and if you don't come today it's gonna get worse tomorrow 
because God's going to just allow things to even trouble you even greater. Not because he doesn't love you. It's because he loves you greatly. Does that make sense to you? See, that's the gospel. See, that's the good news. You see, the gospel is this. That God will send an east wind to take your things away. To bring you to him. That's the gospel. You read about it in Acts chapter 2. We think the gospel is like repent and be baptized in Jesus' name. That's the answer. The gospel is this. When Peter said, and you're the one that crucified the Christ. You're the one that laid hands on him and beat him. You read it. It's a long sermon. That's the gospel, Brother Paulson. The gospel is to bring people to the place of repentance. But the answer to that, what must I do? And Peter says, I got the answer now that you came. You see, that's not the gospel. That's the answer to the gospel. Repent. I've been doing that. God, I'm on my knees. I, 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 can't, I just can't do this no more by myself. I'm on my knees. I can't do it. I don't know. I, 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 I thought I knew, but I don't. And you're on your knees crying. Say, God, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I made a mess. That's the answer. Are you hearing me, church? church that those have been in the church for years you are you missing that that repentance that's the answer God whatever you got to do I don't want to be lost whatever you got to do take my stuff away I and I don't even know if I'm lost or not I don't want to do... You see, we're stuck sometimes doing this on our own and thinking that we're great. And then someday, Sister Beagler, when the east wind begins to blow. But if you set your sail, and let that wind, it may take your ship and turn it into a 45-degree angle, but it's sailing to Revival. sailing to deliverance and you're saying well God I don't need to be delivered it may not be you but it might be a family member you see what I'm saying boys the wind is blowing and God is going to do everything he can to save you and it keeps you saved and he may take things away from you you may wake up in the morning crying of sorrow, wondering why this is gone or, or why mommy is sick or why daddy is sick or why papa is sick. You better let God get you attention because pay me. Oh Prophesy to somebody right now. Maybe because somebody, see, Could it be that somebody that's innocent in the church that loves God so much that the east wind begins to blow and take things away from them so that you can get God? 
be that Bishop has to suffer innocently? For somebody to where they realize I need God myself? <laughs> Set your sail. Let the winds of God's Son blow in your life. He's going to do everything He can to keep you saved. And if you fall and falter on the side, He's going to send a wind to take things away from you. And it's not God being judgmental at all, but it's God loving you. The dog set your sail. She caught on my heart. Oh, there's a holy hush in this room right now. Just pray. Pray with a broken heart. Pray with a spirit to God. Pray like you've never prayed before. He shall call Young people, you need God. You need God more today. This is not a joke and this is not entertainment. But you need a real God in your life. You need a God that changes you and it changes everything about you in the name of Jesus. See, your revival is here, even in an east storm, even when the locust is on your land. God is fixing to do a miracle. And oh, she, don't put your sail down now. It, somebody's dependent upon this. There's a nation waiting for you, there's your family waiting for you right now. Can you not fall on your face in repentance and say, God, I don't want to be lost? Come on, come on, come on. Set your sail. The wind is blowing. The wind is catching your sail right now. She tora makaya tatakaya. She tota kamana takaya tata. He shall come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, church, repent right now. Those that are visiting, you know what I'm talking about. Say, God, I am so sorry. I need you. I cannot do this on my own. No, there's some coming, and there's others going to be coming in a minute. But let me say something before you, before you really get into prayer. In Zechariah, there was a man that came with a measuring. And an angel came alongside him and said, what are you doing? He says, I'm measuring Jerusalem. He says, listen. He says, you can't, remember, you can't measure this Jerusalem because this Jerusalem has no walls. 
In fact, it's so big that, that it cannot contain man and the cattle and the wealth of it all. He's talking about the church. He says there's a fire around the, and there's no wall, but there's a fire. A fire is like suddenly. Fire is a fire of protection. You cannot destroy this. But not only a fire is defensive, but it's offensive. The fire can go up and go and consume things, but protect you at the same time. God is saying to the church, I'm going to do everything I can to expand the borders of the church. And if it's going to cause a wind to blow, you see, when the wind blows, we put our pegs down in our little tent of where we live and, and, over, and then, you know, everything. But don't let the wind blow because it's going to expand. It's going to take my tent and just go... And there's a strain on the tent peg. But he says, you pull those tent pegs up because you cannot contain the revival and the blessings I want to give you. There's no border. Sometimes we just want to contain God. And God will send a wind to try to knock your little tent down and stretch you like you've never been stretched before. Are you ready? Are you ready <laughs> for the greatest revival and the greatest miracles you've ever seen in your life? Then let God stretch you right now this altar's open look at these people praying God I need more of you I don't want to be lost I want to know you in a greater way I don't want to limit your power and your authority I don't want to limit God my sail is set come on church come on young man I want you to pray like you never prayed before because God is going to disturb your little life Come on, young ladies. I want you to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Like you never prayed before. Because you could be, you could be, become one of the greatest pillars of the church. Meaning this, as Brother Pete was right. You could be a mentor to somebody. You can be an encourager. But you got to have God. If you're a guest here today. You're tired of living in that old world of sorrow. Would you come? Would you have the courage just to come forth? Because God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God wants to wash your sins away in the waters of baptism. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins could be washed away today. How about it? God is here to forgive you. Would you let him do it? In Jesus' name.